to the Bean Ninjas podcast, where you get an all-access pass to see what happens behind the closed doors of a fast-growing global bookkeeping and financial reporting business. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Bean Ninjas podcast. I'm doing a solo episode today, and this is the first solo episode I've recorded in a while. Those of you that have been listening to the podcast or following my journey will know that I now have a three-month-old baby at home. And the last solo episode I recorded, I was talking about the preparation, the things that I put in place in order for me to be able to take a month away from being ninjas when baby Ava was born. And that was really a nine-month process that you have a bit of a time limit when a baby is coming along. but. I'd been putting some of those processes and team structures in place well before the nine-month mark. So you can check out that previous episode. We'll link to that in the show notes. Today, I wanted to talk about a related topic. That previous episode was about building yourself out of the business and creating systems and a team so that your business is an asset and you build a machine that doesn't need you to be there 60 hours a week, every week. And that ties in with my topic today, which is around financial freedom and how having a business can contribute towards that. Let's start by defining what financial freedom is. And this is just my own definition. I think there are probably lots of definitions and some people refer to this as financial independence as well. So if we break that down, the first part is the financial side and the second part is freedom. So someone could be earning great money. Maybe they're a lawyer or a doctor or an executive earning half a million dollars a year. So they might be earning a lot of money. They might have saved that money well, and maybe they've paid off a lot of their home. Maybe they've saved some of that and have invested in shares. While maybe they were saving some of it, they probably will go with this example. They also had expensive tastes and spent a lot of money on trips and fine dining, cars, clothes. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. And they were really enjoying their lifestyle. I think in that case, they have the financial side, but because they hadn't invested a huge amount in income producing assets or capital growth assets for that matter, they haven't necessarily created freedom because they still need to turn up to work. If they're a doctor, they still need to go in and practice it and help treat people in order to earn money. So they're earning great money. They've got the financial side, but are they free? Well, not really, because they need to keep on working in order to generate money. Then I wanted to look at the other side with freedom and think about someone like a digital nomad. They're freelancing. They've got a lot of control over when they can work. So picture someone, they're backpacking in Bali. They've got a couple of high-paying freelancing gigs, generating leads for some businesses back in Australia. They can work when they want. They can travel. They've got no commitments around where they need to be when they need to work. It doesn't really feel like they have a boss. So they've created freedom. But again, they haven't saved a lot of money. They're not earning what they could if they had a full-time job in Australia. And they don't need to be because their cost of living is much less. But they're not really building, they're not really saving, they're not really building an investment portfolio or assets. And again, they feel free, but if something was to happen to them and they couldn't keep on working, then they haven't really established that financial backing. So from my perspective, financial freedom is having both. It means that you've built up wealth where you have investments that can pay you 
a form of passive income and you have freedom in it. You can choose when you want to work, where you want to work, and whether you need to work. And so that is my ultimate definition of financial freedom. And that's something that I'm aiming for myself. I love work and I want to be in a position always where I can choose the work, so the projects or the businesses that I'm working on, how many hours a week I need to work and where I'm working from. So that to me is a component of financial freedom and it being the choice of whether I'm working or not and I'm not having to do it for the money. And everything that business ties into that is that if you think about your income, usually that will come through a wage and then it might also come from your investments. That income comes into your bank account. You spend a portion of that on living costs and then you might save some of that as investment money. And as you save more and as you invest more, the amount that you're earning from your investments grows. If we look at that again, you've got money coming in through wages and through investments, you spend a portion of that on living costs and you save some of it and go on to invest it. And where a business fits in is that's a business. As a business owner, you could be looking at your business as one asset in your investment portfolio. And you might be working in the business as well, but I think it's important to separate that. So for your work in the business, you earn a wage, whereas for your ownership in the business, and you might own 100%, but you might only own 50%, might own 10%. And your share of ownership is what entitles you to a profit. And that isn't necessarily tied to the work that you do in the business. So business is one element of your investment portfolio, which may also be shares. It might be high interest earning bank accounts or bonds. It's probably not that high at the moment in terms of what you're earning in interest, but that would change over the years. It might be property. It might be investing in other businesses. Maybe it's cryptocurrency. It could be a range of different things. And I'm not a financial planner and I kind of provide advice on that. So I'm more just talking generally about what your investment portfolio might look like and the fact that your business is actually a component of that. So you might be earning a wage from your business and then you're also earning dividends or some form of share of profit. So what does that mean from a business finance perspective? And I think that anyone who has achieved financial freedom or financial independence, firstly, they will have a level of financial literacy. They will be looking at key numbers in their business and they'll be looking at key numbers in their personal finances and they'll be using that to make decisions and they'll also have goals around that. So if you were to reflect yourself, do you have a personal finance goal? So is there a certain amount of money or investment portfolio that you're trying to achieve in a certain period of time? Because if you don't have a goal in place, then it's much less likely that you would achieve that. Once you have a goal, then you can set the roadmap in place to be working towards that. So the questions that I'm asking, number one, do you have a personal finance goal in place? And then the other is, do you have business finance goals or business numbers or metrics that you're tracking on a regular basis? And I want to bring this back to financial literacy and also having a solid accounting system. So financial literacy to me is understanding a range of different concepts around business finances. And in order to do that, you need to have a solid accounting system in place. I'm going to go through the Beanages framework for having a solid accounting system. Number one is the system itself. So what software are you using? And we recommend Zero, and that's the tool that we work with at Beanages. It's not going to be the right fit in 100% of cases. We did quite a lot of research before we started Beanages 
around the best tool for small online businesses, high growth businesses, coaches, e-commerce, bloggers, SaaS. And in most cases, Zero was the best tool. But again, not always. So speaking of systems, number one is having the cloud-based accounting tool like Zero, And then the other is having a receipt management system. And that could be Dropbox or Google Drive. We use HubDoc. So we connect HubDoc to Zero at the end of So you need those two things. So you've got the system. Next is flow. And here I'm talking about flow of transactions, flow of banking. And something that I see commonly here is business owners treating their business bank account like a slash fund. There's Dan Murphy's for our non-Australian listeners. That's a liquor or alcohol store. There's a whole range of personal expenses going through business accounts. And that makes keeping track of business expenses so much harder. So don't treat your business money like it's your own. Have separate business bank accounts and a separate credit card for business purchases and keep that separate from the personal side of things. Next is consistency. And this comes down to having a chart of accounts, which is the list of accounts within your accounting software or the account names, for example, in your profit and loss, like marketing expenses. That's an account code. So having a chart of accounts that makes sense and also then allocating transactions to those account codes consistently. So for example, if you're, you've got Dropbox, you're paying for Dropbox every month. And in the first month, you allocate Dropbox to marketing expenses because it's mainly marketing files that you're saving there. And then next month, you move it to software subscriptions. And then the month after that, it goes back to marketing. It might look like you've had an increase in software subscriptions in that middle month, but you haven't and you've just allocated it differently. And that's why it's really important to be consistent so that you're comparing apples with apples. Next up, I wanted to talk about rhythm. This is a bookkeeping rhythm, knowing what task, what bookkeeping tasks are going to happen daily, what is going to happen weekly. And that might be reconciling transactions in zero. When are you going to pay bills? And I recommend batching. So doing that once a week or once a fortnight and communicating to suppliers that that's what you do. If you have payroll, that usually happens on a set day anyway. And reporting, when is that going to happen? What reports are you going to receive? And how does that fit into your timetable? I recommend mapping that all out. And we actually have a template that you can download as part of our zero toolkit. That's beingingers.com forward slash toolkit. And that is based on the template that we actually use internally at Beanages with all of the bookkeeping tasks and the frequency of how often they happen. And then we book time, and this is something I do myself, and we have a number of team members involved in our bookkeeping process where the time is allocated in our calendar. And that's something I recommend you do as well. So to recap on that, first is system, and that we're using Zero and HubDoc, but whatever cloud accounting system and receipt management system you want to use. Next is flow, and that's keeping your business banking transactions separate and personal. Third is consistency, having a clear chart of accounts and then allocating transactions consistently to those accounts. Fourth is rhythm, and that's your bookkeeping timetable, batching tasks, and when are you doing these particular bookkeeping tasks. Then the last point I wanted to mention was reporting. If you're looking at your July reports in October, they're not going to give you as much help to make business decisions as if you were looking at them within 10 days after the end of the month. So with your reports, the first step is to identify what reports that you want to receive. And at a minimum, you'd want to be looking at a profit and loss and a balance sheet each month. 
and then look at the timing. So who's preparing these reports? How are you making sure they're accurate? And when are you going to receive them? And similar to the bookkeeping rhythm that we talked about, I would make sure that, again, there's time blocked out in your calendar to review these reports. We at Beanages have created a financial literacy training course for zero users. And the reason that I created it actually comes back to one of our core purpose at Beanages, which is freedom. And so we're on a quest to help our clients, our team, and our community achieve freedom in their lives. And part of that is financial freedom, which is what we're talking about in the podcast today. Part of that is also freedom over time. So to choose when you're working and what you're working on and how you're spending the rest of your time with friends, family, health activities, hobbies. And then part of that is location freedom and being able to do that from where you would like in the world. So that is our core purpose at Beanages. And we realized that to help people achieve freedom and financial freedom, they need to be financially literate. And we've created a course to help with that. But this is a course that's designed for zero users because that is the tool that we specialize in. It will help business owners address a number of challenges related to finances. So I lead the course and I have created all of the content and videos. And I'll be talking through the key concepts that business owners need to understand when it comes to accounting, bookkeeping and finances. I've also created a whole lot of templates over the years that I've been working as an accountant. And we know as business owners that we need to have standard operating procedures and we need to have a set process, set templates in how we do all aspects of our business. And I see that this is done well with operational aspects of business and done very poorly when it comes to business finances. As part of this course, you'll have access to all of the templates that I use internally with Beanages and that we use with our clients. And that really saves a ton of time that also helps you as a business owner or you as an operations manager have peace of mind that you're following best practice. We have two different streams of the course. One is for business owners and the other is for operations managers or virtual assistants. A lot of the content is similar, but you're grouped in your group calls. You'll be separated into those groups because last time I ran the course, I identified that you have slightly different questions as a business owner and slightly different challenges as someone that is a virtual assistant or operations manager. You can register for the course at beninjas.com forward slash course. And we're actually kicking off the next round of the course in August, on the 12th of August. We're having a wait list at the moment and there's a series of questions we ask to determine where you are in your business journey. And that way, I'm trying to match up people that are of a similar skill level and similar stage of business so that you're asking similar questions and that you can learn from other people in the group we have a maximum of eight in each group that goes through. So you can learn more about the course at beanages.com forward slash course. And of course, reach out to me via our contact page on the website if you have any questions. But you don't need to wait until August to start learning accounting and finance foundations and learning more about zero. We actually have a five-day zero challenge coming up. It kicks off on the 29th of July. And the goal with this is to learn some of the foundations to financial freedom using zero in five days. And we're doing it to teach business owners financial concepts and help them take the first steps towards their financial freedom accounting system. We're also doing it to bring together the community of digital entrepreneurs that we work with and that we're a part of. And we will also be giving a sneak peek of the upcoming 
six-week financial literacy training for zero users course. I know there's been quite a lot of information in this episode and I'm happy to answer any questions about this. So make sure to comment in the show notes if you have questions or to reach out via LinkedIn. If you're connected with me on LinkedIn, it's Meryl Johnston or via the contact form on our website. By the way, are you wanting support to get paid and make better decisions? We've put together a zero small business toolkit, including cash flow forecast templates and guide to setting up zero. Grab it for free at beninjas.com slash zero toolkit. And that's X-E-R-O-T-O-O-L-K-I-T. 